Cause in better light Everything changes So we can Hello and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And thanks for listening. Um, do we just want to jump right into it? I'm really excited about today. Yeah, we're really for... excited about today because this is coming out on the 31st, so it's right at the tail end of 2018, um, which has no bearing on our topic, actually. So let's just get into it. Molly, what no. are we talking about? We're talking about Game of Thrones. I Yay! know. Finally. Finally. Molly's like... Because, you know, we haven't talked about it at all. <laughs> right. Molly's just like rubbing her hands in anticipation because we're just... Um, so, yeah. So, this episode is just going to be a deep dive. I guess it's spoiled by the title, but... Well, I think we're just going to talk about Game of Thrones um, just because both of us have been fans of the books and the TV series, um, as you could probably tell from the way it comes up <laughs> all the time. Um, and while we've sort of picked at various parts of the elephant, like we haven't really talked about it as a whole. And I think just talking about what's interesting about it, why we think that it's gotten so popular, um, and whether the books will ever end, uh, <laughs> will be fun. So Molly, what, why, I don't know, Molly, what is, what are your general Game of Thrones thoughts? Like broadly well, before we dive in. I mean, I guess part of what I wanted to say was just like, I think it's also useful to talk about it before the season or before the final season airs Mm -hmm. um because i think that could very much change a lot of how we feel about things or Mm -hmm. um you know be very disappointing and tell a story that's not as good as the one i hope that it is telling Mm -hmm. um so that's part of why I wanted to, to do this as well. And the new season's airing in April, starts airing in April. So it's um, very soon. It's like six episodes long. Are they are they doing it once per week? Six episodes long, once per week. Each episode is over an hour long. Damn. I think some are feature length. They, um, sent, they spent like um, 40, like was it $40 million or something on it? Something crazy. Um, and when we'll, maybe we'll talk about sort of expectations for the next season uh, later, but I can tell you some of the things we do know about the season. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, but overall, Game of Thrones and and the books as well. Like, what do I think they're doing? Like, why why do I love them and hate them uh, mm-hmm. so much? And I think for me, like, my 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 obsession with this series is kind of odd because I was never somebody who was into high fantasy. Well, this isn't high fantasy; it's like low fantasy. But I wasn't into like fantasy that takes place in another world with like dragons and, um, you know, everybody has sort of like weird names. Um, Can I do a quick definition of um, high versus low fantasy? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so high fantasy and low fantasy is a term that's like almost meaningless but generally it's used when low fantasy is like low amount of fantasy so like a different world maybe and maybe like a little bit of magic but not a lot whereas high fantasy is more like harry potter where like everyone just does magic shit and none of it is really hammer like magic is everywhere mystical things are everywhere versus like oh it's like ren fair and also maybe the lady of the lake is real yeah 
Um, and I think it's fair to say, like, Game of Thrones has become increasingly fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um, and the books as well. I mean, I think in the show, they've sort of incorporated the magic in more earlier. Um, yeah. The books, I think, less so. So we're, we're seeing that happening. Um, and so, you know, kind of by the end, I think it's fair to call it high fantasy, probably. But, um, you know, the first couple of seasons are more on the low fantasy end of things. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a term that's sometimes helpful because sometimes people are like, I want to read a fantasy book, but like, I want magic shit in it. So like, don't recommend right. me something that like does not have talking swords. <laughs> <laughs> like, I right. want a talking sword. And um, you don't have like, you know, you don't have different sort of like magical races. Well, you kind of do actually because you have the children of the forest, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so as you can probably tell, the distinction isn't really set in stone, but... I think you. I think you. People would agree with you when you, if you like led off with saying, "Oh yeah, Game of Thrones is low fantasy." Yeah, but either way, it wasn't the kind of thing I tended to enjoy. Um, I was never into Lord of the Rings. I liked Harry Potter, but Harry Potter to me, for reasons we've talked about before, felt like a very different case um, mm-hmm. because of its sort of. Um, uh, the way the way that it introduces you to the magical world is different. Um, yeah. It's kind of got that like urban. I know it's not urban fantasy. We talked about this, but like it's got that urban fantasy in of like the the person who doesn't know what's going on getting introduced to the situation. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like you know, I read my my share of these things as a you know young person, but I just it was never the kind of thing I got particularly into, you know, when my friends were all reading Aragon or whatever. <laughs> I read the first chapter and was like, this is bad. <laughs> I don't, I believe you're not alone in that opinion. But <laughs> um, So the fact that I got so obsessed with Game of Thrones is, is a bit weird, I think. And like, I, I can tell you that I think at least for, from the beginning, like what it was, um, and I can say it wasn't from the beginning because I watched the first season of the show and pretty much hated it. Okay, hated is strong. I didn't. I did not like the first season um, mm-hmm. because I thought it was gratuitously violent and there sexy. was so much gratuitous sex. So um, sexy. And I actually like the first season now um, as an adaptation of the book, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the second season, I ended up really liking it because, I mean, it, because of the female characters and like, that's sort of a basic answer, but it was just like, there were so many and they were all so different and so good. Um, (laughs) and like, that really was what drew me in, um, and made me want to read the books and like, find out more about these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially the female characters because, a lot of the men did not. It took a while for them to grow on me. Let's put it that <laughs> <Right>. way. <laughs> um, In surprising know. and amazing ways. Yeah. Um, what about you? Because you you are a fantasy fan, but I you were quite resistant to reading it. Um, so when I was sort of pushing it on you. Yeah, it's kind of funny, just because I feel like. Um, so when I was younger, I read. I, I really loved Terry Pratchett books. I I was really indiscriminate about reading through my uh, library science fiction and fantasy section. I just like go through. I pick up a couple books, like page through them, uh, read the book jacket, take them home, read it, go to the next one. I read a lot of really awful fantasy, and there's 
I did. There's no reason I wouldn't have read George R. R. Martin, except maybe his stuff was like shelved a little too low or a little too high. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, I think I think like at a certain point, it was just like maybe contrariness. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, eh, who needs this? Who needs this highfalutin game of so-called Thrones? I might have read the first. I feel like maybe I read the first book. Mm-hmm. Um. A while back, and it didn't really grab me until like I gave it another shot. Like when I said, and when I say a while back, I mean like maybe like middle school or high school yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is cool, I guess, but I'm not like into <laughs> it. Um, Which is understandable. They're not really books meant for people that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. they're they're meant for people who are like way more sophisticated and worldly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't no, I know. Like that. I'm just giving you shit. Like I, I get yeah. Um, I just mean they're, they're, they're in a weird way. Like I think to me, like the heart of the books and we can talk about this too. For me, it is the children. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a weird way, like reading about children who are that, (laughs) like that traumatized and that (laughs) horrible of things happen to them in such unflinching detail Mm -hmm. feels like the kind of thing I would not be able to bear as a child. Like, yeah. Even all, you know, we talked about how Harry Potter feels like it's so much about trauma, but, like, it's all obscured in a lot of ways. Um, it is not yeah. obscured in in Game of Thrones. Um, you know, you really, you you get it, and it's horrible. Yeah. Um, and they, so, like, that's the heart of it for me is those children. And when I say those children, I do mean the Stark children. Um, but... But it, is it, it? Yeah. Is is that in the first book though? Because I, f- I mean, I know that um, Ned dies in the first book, but I feel like we really start drilling like the stuff with Reek, the stuff with Sansa. Like, doesn't that start happening like kind of in earnest with the second book? Um, I stuff gets started in the first book, so it's easy to kind of miss a lot of it because mm-hmm. part of it is because for Sansa, she tends to romanticize everything. Yeah. So when horrible things happen, she blocks it out in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, sorry, my cat just, uh, Oh, nice. Something over. <laughs> um, Felix is at the knocking stuff, knocking shit over yeah. stage of his development. Um, but like, you know, in, in, on the way to Winterfell, right. Mm-hmm. Arya's friend is killed. By, oh, yeah. by the hound, Sansa realizes that her fiance is like kind of a little brat, but she mm-hmm. doesn't really want to face that because he's her fiance and the prince. And then her dire wolf is killed, um, which yeah. is extremely sad and traumatic to her. Yeah. Um, then later you have them going to a tourney, and at the tourney, um, they both see um, see a man die for the first time. Uh huh. Um, who gets a spear shoved through his throat. Um, Jesus, yeah. So it's like, it's there, and it's like... <sighs> there, There is all that stuff, but it's just sort of b- below the surface in the first book, because it's tricky. I don't know, I feel like the first book is sort of tricking you in a weird way into thinking it's something different. It's tricking you into thinking Ned is the hero. Mm-hmm. It's tricking you into thinking this is going to be a book where Ned finds out who killed killed. Robert Aaron and um, you know somehow takes power from 
the Lannisters and, right. um, you know, like these these children will suffer, but they will eventually be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not that's not what the first book is at all. That's not nearly what happens. Yeah. Um, and then with Bran, of course, you you have his sort of um, his fall and then he's disabled, um, which he is that about because he sort of had all these dreams of being a knight and mm-hmm. then he is now having like super disturbing visions and he has to like figure what the hell that's about. Yeah. Um, plus his like family left him. I mean, by the end of the book, right? Rob's mm-hmm. gone. His mother's gone. His father's gone. His sisters are gone. So it's just him. And he's like eight, I think. And his, uh, his little brother, Rickon, and it's like them. And he has to be Lord of Winterfell. But I, I definitely got into it when I reread it as like way older, like um, post college. I think it was. I forget what that was. I was I unemployed. I think so. Something. It might like have that. been. It might have been uh, during that year. Mm-hmm. But I just like ripped my way through all the books, um, just because I think I think like Molly said, I've really found it compelling. The character studies and the way the world kind of was ticking over. Um, and then, like, following that, when the book content ran out, I, like, reluctantly, like, it's kind of funny just because I had a really big stick up my butt about the Game of Thrones first season because, you know, every everywhere was like, oh, is this, like, sex position and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not watching that. Like, mm-hmm. but I think, like, I just eventually got into the series just because... You didn't really have anything else. <laughs> you didn't really have any... Like, if, I think, like, at the beginning, it's like, okay, like, the the show is shaping up. I think Molly was like interested in watching, like was interested in it. So I like did that thing where I like, I was in the same room, but like maybe on my laptop and like whatever, but like gradually trapping me in the mm-hmm. game of Thrones fandom. And then, yeah, like Molly said, there was a period where it was like, Oh, this is an interesting adaptation choice. And then there's a period where like, Oh, this is it. <laughs> like we have nothing else. Um, yeah. And I, re- I remember talking with Molly about just, um, there's just like this hilarious period where George R. R. Martin was like, "Oh, the show will never outspeed the books. Like I have the Winds of Winter like ready to go." Is it the Winds of Winter? The Winds of Winter, yeah. Jesus, yeah, we're still talking about it like four years later. Yeah, he was like, "I have a ready to go. Like um, this is the real reason." The and then you know, season comes out. We're just like so far past the books. I have not heard from George R. R. Martin in a while. I assume that he will die, and we will like. And, like, I don't know, some random, per- like, Robert Sanderson will ghostwrite the rest of the books. Yeah, that that is a likely outcome. Um, George Not R. R. Martin wish- does yeah. say that he is working on it. He has written several of the chapters that is known, and he's released some of them. <laughs> it is known. Um, and he recently came out with a you know, blog post or something saying like, hey, everyone, thanks for being patient. I swear to God, I'm working on The Winds of Winter because he just came out with um, a different book, actually. Right. Fire and Blood. Was that actually a book? It wasn't a collection of like old stuff he's written. It's not a collection of old stuff, but it's also not like a novel. As far as I can tell, it's like the history of the Targaryen family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just goes through a lot of a lot of that background, that like world building background, mm-hmm. um, and kind of gets into yeah, basically the the whole Targaryen backstory, which I I understand in some sense why he felt the need to figure that all out. Yeah, before going into the Winds of Winter and like getting to the end game, but 
it is a little frustrating. I mean, it's fascinating, um, and I'm I'm sorry this episode is just like so. Okay, it's a Game of Thrones episode. It's gonna be really inside baseball. It's really fascinating to me that he's doing that. Basically, like if we look at the books, like we're still in the middle of the Miranese knot, right? Like Danny yeah. just, you know, was rescued by Drogon from a bunch of Dothraki, and she's like. Still not sure. Well, no, she was deposited around a bunch of Dothraki. She was rescued by, from the Miranese. Oh, that's um, right. Who had yeah. turned on her. Yeah. The Sons of the Harpy. Right, right. The Sons of the Harpy, the masks. Um, yeah, and then, like, I think I think there's, like, a really long-standing and interesting question in the books of, like, how will Danny rule? Um, and it's complicated. They don't, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and which the show just kind of glosses over. So I think what's... Um, I think the thing that really drives engagement in a lot of stuff is like, like friction. I guess like mm-hmm. with Harry Potter, we have the friction of the author saying like, "dumbass shit," and also the books like just being, just like being that incoherent enough that you're like, you know, Polyjuice Potion or like Muggles, like they don't know how cars work. They apparated poop out of their butts, like all that stuff. <laughs> Um, but you're like, this makes no fucking sense. But you're like, you're like, holy shit, did they really just apparate poop out their butts for like hundreds of years? They did. Um, so with Game of Thrones, we kind of have this thing where if it was just the books, I think that it would have probably been over. But like we do have the adaptation and the books and like George R. R. Martin, all of these things like grinding against each other. Well, like each yeah. of these things. Well, and I mean, and this is definitely coming to a head, you know, as we're going into the final season where there are are things that have happened or things that may happen that people who are staunch book readers are like, this would never happen. Like, this mm-hmm. is just bad adaptation. Like the fact that um, I mean, OK, so I can I can say some some of the stuff, but we will get into it later. I still think we should hold off a little bit. Um, <laughs> like, the the fact that most people, even people who ship it, found the John and Daenerys romance unsatisfying, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people <laughs> have attributed to just the show being bad, which I think mm-hmm. is totally reasonable. It's, yeah. a, it's a totally fair fair bet. Other people have other guesses. Um, but <laughs> Sources disagree. <laughs> but, like, they, they, they say very much, like, no, this is, like, in the books, this is going to be such an epic romance. It's going to be mm-hmm. so good and, like, so intense. And the fact that they looked at each other, like, well, I shouldn't say each other. The fact that John looked at Danny like she was just sort of a fish or something. Uh, <laughs> like... Doesn't doesn't mean anything because that's like the show's just being bad or like right. um, you know certain aspects about the adaptation of Daenerys's character um, in these later seasons where people have started to sort of question her um, mm-hmm. and again this is something I think people are like no 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 this is just a bad adaptation on the mm-hmm. other hand you have people saying okay but Daenerys in the books like the the entire issue in Marine that's not her. And I used to be one of these people. This is literally what I used to believe. I used to think it's not that Daenerys is a bad ruler. It's that George Uh R. Martin just wrote himself into a hole. Interesting. I don't really believe that anymore. (laughs) Um, But that was, that was what I thought um, before the show got to where it is. So. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting about that is also like, there's 
what what Malia's outline is like that there's a lot of evidence feeding back and forth, right? Like mm-hmm. we with just the books, you're like not positive. Like, will Danny actually like erect a state? Like, you know, there there is like the that is kind of one of the tensions is like, will she learn how to erect a stable government before like heading back to Westeros, uh, or will she just be like, you know what, fuck this all, I'm leaving? And then the show's like, that's what she does. She's just like, you know what, this is really complicated. I mean- yeah, they they like sort of give a the the problem is they give like lip service to this idea that she's stabilized something um mm-hmm. in the show, right? So it's yeah, like she, she's she like, "Okay, fucking... stuff is stable now cuz I killed all my enemies." <laughs> um, "Hey Dario, I know you're right. like a uh, just like a hired soldier. You're in charge now." <laughs> um, and that's the last we hear of Marine. <laughs> And it's wild just because it's it's just funny just because you have all these like the the interesting thing about fan theories is you have all these like is it can like is it canon to the show or is it canon to the uh, book is it bad writing or is it bad acting right yeah um, and there's no way you can uh, I mean you can cite your sources but there's no way to just like definitively sit down and be like yes, it was bad acting, because obviously the showrunners are not going to come out and be like, oh, yeah, we fucked that up. They were supposed to be, like, totally in love. Um, except we just for forgot that... to tell Kit Harrington. <laughs> right, we, for... we just forgot, you know, we just, we spent a lot of money shooting on location in Westeros. <laughs> like, it costs a lot of money to get that, like, Stargate running. Um, so we just had one take and that was it. Um Right, like, I mean, I think the only time they really came down was, like, when um, Jamie, like, kind of non-consensually had sex with Cersei at her son's funeral, and they were like, oh, yeah, BT Dubs, that was, like, she was that, totally down That was with not that. rape, guys, promise. Right, which is weird, because it's, like, all right. <laughs> all right, <laughs> like, and, like, in that case, I'm like, well, I guess I have to just take your word for it, because it completely ruins Jamie's character if it was... Right, um, yeah. So, all right, but that was not a good, like... W- like, weird hill to die on, everyone. Like, yeah. g- good work. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so let's... Um, I don't know. Like, we're, we're, we're sort of covering a very broad blanket here. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do want to get to predictions, but first, let's still just talk a little bit about, like, what what works for us or like what mm-hmm. what is the what is the series doing for us um so what like what's your favorite aspect or like who's your favorite character or you know what are you what plot line are you the most interested in um books or show okay so in the show i think um i mean in the my favorite character in the show is probably Brienne like this is probably Solid. not a surprise um but yeah i um but i think in the sh- in the books it's just funny just because there's I'm remembering so much about the books that aren't part of the show. Like mm-hmm. um for example in the books what's really interesting is um Sandor Clegane's like quote unquote resurrection. Like at the end of uh Dance with Dragons like you get Sandor Clegane digging graves and just being like I'm like I'm a different person now. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm put I'm putting all that behind. I'm just digging graves. I do honor stays work. Um and you kind of get that in the show but like you get like 20 seconds of it and then he's back to like killing people. <laughs> right. Um, and like making jokes about like fucking people up for turkey, like, right or chicken. That's it. That was before um, he. Quote oh, that's died. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's really interesting in the books, just because it's one of those 
it's I I think it's a storyline that doesn't have a reversal. Like it's kind of like just a straight path to redemption. So it's like very straightforward. Like he starts out like kind of shitty. He's taught by like pretty the shitty, <laughs> really shitty. Yeah, he's taught Child by the stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like like he, you know, he his uh, he hates his abusive brother. He like really doesn't believe he could be anything better. He's taught by the Starks children like Sansa and Arya like how he could still be a good person mm-hmm. and like kind of works his way up from there. Brienne kind of similarly I think what's interesting there will be like you know she doesn't see the Lannisters as like kind of shitty people and she's about to like embed herself in the Stark family to whom the Lannisters have been nothing but shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think interesting in the show I'm interested in seeing where Jamie ends up um, I think, like, ultimately, like, Jamie leaving Cersei, Jamie j- trying to join the North. Uh, I really hope that they do something good with that yeah. kind of plot. But, like, the show also had that weird um, White Hunt storyline where, like, they were like, hey, you want to see Gendry and, you know, fucking, what's his Gendry name? Gendry and the Hound and Thoris of Mir and right. Ber- Beric Dondarrion and John and Jorah all hanging right. out. Band of They're brothers. They're all hanging out. Right, yeah, like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, our fan service. Like, they're all going to be, like, super chill, and they're going to hang out, and it's going to be fun. And it was fun, but it made no sense. It was an extremely bad episode. Uh, yeah, like, it was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's that's fair. And I do think, I mean, I to me, I think Jamie going north is going to be huge. Um mm. For a lot of reasons. Um, and I do think, like, it is interesting in the books, considering Brienne, where she is right now, where we left off with Brienne in the books, is um, she is in love with Jamie. She mm-hmm. trusts Jamie. However, she is also being, like, lured somewhere by Lady Stone, right? By Lady Stoneheart. Oh right, Jamie, yeah. See, right, they're like they're right. totally she gonna try and le- hang her. Um, right, she gets a letter being like, "Yo, yeah," and it's just, it's funny just because this episode is probably going so many places just because there's so many threats in the book. Like, I actually legitimately totally forgot about Lady Stoneheart. Oh, how could like, you forget? All right, I know. How could I forget about like in the books? Yeah, about the like books, the zombie Catelyn mom Stark is resurrected as a zombie who wants nothing but vengeance. It's and- amazing. And she turns, like, yeah, and, like, the whole thing is, like, she turns, like, this the band of brothers, is that right? Like, from, like, a relatively, Brotherhood like, without banners. Brotherhood without banners to being, like, a pro-peasantry, like, Robin Hood-style force into, like, a crusade of vengeance. Right, they're basically. going around murdering all the Freys. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, I, I don't... Yeah, God. Ugh. It's so... It's so much. It's, like... And John isn't even back, and the... This, uh, his Targaryen heritage isn't established, and Aegon is in the books, and he's like definitely not in the story, like not in the. Oh, you yeah, fake Aegon. I shouldn't yeah. he's fake, but he's fake. Uh- I mean, he is fake. Like we, as someone, someone did all the receipts and like went through the books to like yeah. establish how fake he was, and he's like Varys's real son or something. Who knows? I don't think not Varys. Varys. No, no, Varys's buddy, like his. Oh, okay. Right, like, who I also believe probably doesn't believe this exists in a show either. Like, there's a lot of really fascinating Oh, there's so many characters who don't exist in the 
in the um in the show i mean god the whole the whole martell fam- family was just massacred um yeah like Ariane or yeah Ariane martell who's like the princess uh-huh. of dorne who's like the heir to the throne she doesn't exist yeah her her brother quentin uh, who goes on a whole quest to like try and win Daenerys's hand in marriage and yeah. ends up getting roasted alive by dragons? He doesn't exist, right? Um, and oh, I to- I forgot about him too. Yeah, and like I loved him. He was so fun. Um, he was poor, so stupid, but he was so like yeah. He was like oh wait, like some people say the Martells have like dragon blood too, so I- I'll probably cool yeah uh, he's not spoilers he's not he cool. does not um yeah and like i mean and just their, their entire characterization in the in the show is very very different from how they are in the in the books um mm-hmm. the ones who remain anyway um yeah especially Ilaria right. and the sand snakes um who I just yeah I do think the show really did a disservice to oh yeah um, like the entire continent of Dorne was kind of like the show kind of like fucked up. Yeah, they like basically. kind of managed to make um, Oberyn cool, but since Oberyn's only alive for like one season, doesn't. Really. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, like, hey, like you get your like bisexual representation, and he's dead. And he's dead. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So like. Those characters, um, and then you get the weird ones where, like, I still don't understand why they did Rob's love story the way he they did with uh, Talisa, his like oh, yeah. Valantian uh, healer wife, instead of Jane Westerling in the books. He marries, uh, um, uh, and it's like peasantry, right? She's not peasantry. Was- she's um, she's. She, she's from a family that's sworn to the Lannisters. So actually part of what happens is that her family turns on, like, betrays the Starks. Um, oh, I see. But um, but he, I don't know, like, to me, like, in the show, it's so frustrating because Rob clearly should not fall in love with and marry this woman. And it's, like, so fucking stupid that he does it. And I'm like, you're a grown man. You should know better. In mm-hmm. the books, he's, like, a 16-year-old boy. He thinks that his brothers are dead, because at this point he thinks Bran and Rickon are dead. Um, And his father's dead, and Arya's probably dead, and Sansa is, um, I think at this point, has been married off to Tyrion. Um, Right. Let's assume that she's, like, probably betrayed them. Well, or that she's being, you know, like, raped and... Right. You know, like... It's it's not great. (laughs) ...being used to produce an heir. Um, So, Mm -hmm. like... He's not in a great place. Again, he's also like 16, I think, 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And um, what ends up happening is he ends up having sex with Jane Westerling um, before marriage, thus ruining her. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he marries her after that because of honor. Yeah, because Um, of his sense of honor. And like that is so much more to me like forgivable for doing something as stupid as crossing the phrase. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, it still, like, didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> like, Red Wedding still happens. Um, yeah. But, but like, but, like I'm the, so the much less... of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, like, Rob, you fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, that was a weird choice for the show. 
Um, I still don't understand why they changed Theon's sister's name. Huh? Very unclear. She was like, it was just too close to another name, right? Yeah, like, I guess it was like her name was Yara Asha. versus Arya. No, no. It's, her name's Asha in the books, and there's a character named Osha. That's right. Yeah, but none of them exist in the. Oh, she's in the right? show, yeah. She is. She's okay. the wildling woman who oh. uh, took care of Rickon. And she's, like, against all odds still alive. She's definitely dead now. Ramsay Bolton oh. killed her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, she was, like, pretending something, and then he stabs her because... Yeah. That's how you know someone's bad in Game of Thrones. Violence against women. Well, we already knew he was bad. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But, like, you just really needed to underscore. Um, yes. Was I saying? Anyway, yeah. So a lot of a lot of changes, um, and a lot of them are understandable. I think you know you have to simplify things for the screen. You have to whatever, but a lot of them were less understandable to me. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them definitely took something away. Like one of the things I miss is um, I really like. Well, like is the a weird word for it, but I really think um sansa's entire plot when she's in the veil is very good um when she's Mm -hmm. posing as elaine stone and in the books she's posing as elaine stone the daughter of littlefinger um as he's grooming her um and abusing Mm -hmm. her but she's also sort of like learning how to run a household and um sort of how to sort of start putting into use all these skills that she's picked up yeah. And in the show, they just, like, speedrun that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like, literally she's Elaine Stone for, like, one episode. Um, mm-hmm. And she isn't even Littlefinger's daughter. I think she's supposed to be his niece, which I'm sure they do to make it, like, less creepy. But well, like, kind of the point of it is that it's super fucking creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. it is really creepy. And they, they didn't, like, take away the creepiness of him being, like, attracted to her and kissing her and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, why? It's like they just like softened it in this strange way. Um, which of course then led to the sort of big controversial season five change, which was, um, Sansa marrying Ramsay Bolton. Um, mm-hmm. whereas in the books, it's a different character. Um, Jane Poole, Sansa's best friend. Another Jane. Jane, yeah. Jane, Jane rhymes with pain. Um, oh no. Uh, yeah, she's Sansa's best friend from childhood. Um, and right. she's posing as Arya. It's quite complicated, actually. It's very, very, it's, there's a, things get really complicated. There's a lot of stuff in there of people posing as other people and, um, people sort like, of magically wearing the, like, shape of other people and the books. There's not, there's so many switches. Um, more switches than, um, Midsummer Night's what, Twelfth Night? More switches than Twelfth Night? Yeah, more switches than Twelfth Night. <laughs> and more upsetting ones. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I still think about, again, this is like a thing that John is a lot nicer in the show than he is in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, in the books, he he becomes, I mean, he, becoming, you see a little bit of this, but when he becomes uh, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, like, he really does start to harden himself and, like, mm-hmm. has to make these, like, pretty terrible decisions. Um, and one of the things he does is he... there Again, another character who doesn't exist in the show is this... Um, is the wife of Mance Raider, the wild, the king beyond the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a baby 
Um, and Gilly also has a baby. And for reasons that basically involve him trying to make sure that neither of those babies get burned alive by Melisandre, he switches the babies um, so that Gilly ends up leaving um, and going with Sam to Old Town with Mm-hmm. someone else's baby and she knows this she knows it's not her baby and she's just like sobbing about it um mm-hmm. and he did it to protect them but in such a horrible way um right and you know and there's like a line where um sam is like fi- finally realizes what's happened and he's like john would never do that um and he's told well john wouldn't but lord commander snow did Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just I don't know the 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 tonal changes, the character changes. Um, you know, I I like the show. I think it's fucked up in a lot of places. I think the show or the books also have stuff that are not not very good, including every single sex scene, every single mm-hmm. one. They're not great. They're all so bad. Um, but I do appreciate like in the books. I guess unsurprisingly, the characters are so much more complex and mm-hmm. have so much more depth and um characters who in the show just i like and i think are interesting but they just get so much more in the books i don't know i always like catelyn stark is one of my favorite favorite characters and in the books she's amazing and in the show they just mm-hmm. never gave her the chance hmm. yeah so that's 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 that on that <laughs> yeah and I think, um, like, like talking about it earlier, the whole like concept of friction or whatever, it's just like the books are really good, but also like, oh God, it's just funny just because it's like, even though the books, even as we're trying to struggling to explain everything about the books in like thirty minutes, uh, simultaneously there's also the fact of like this meta narrative about the show and the author and. Yeah. Like, the chapters and, like, the winds of winter and, like... Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's... It's so hard because this... So this is maybe the time to turn to predictions because at this point, like, any predictions we're making about the final season are... Like, I can't make predictions based solely on what we know from the show. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know to what extent I can, like, think about stuff from the book. Um and we know so what we know about the final season at this point we know that it's like all the major endpoints um are from George R R Martin mm-hmm. they they're notes he made that were his plans hmm. from the beginning before he died um and um we so we know that we know that it's been described as um bittersweet we know that um based on I'm trying to think what it was based on there's reason to believe that at least one major battle will take place in the third episode of the new season mm-hmm. possibly the battle against the Night King mm-hmm. if not the final one um, hmm. we know major character deaths we don't know that we can so that's that's a good place to start speculating um, uh-huh. like who, who do you think is going to die? People are well, going to die. We I know th- people are going to die. <laughs> it, it is fascinating just because we um, there were no major deaths in the last season. 
Like, I think a lot of people thought uh, Jamie or... Oh, I was. I thought Cersei would be dead for sure. I didn't think the Lannisters would be... The last season changed my mind about everything I expect to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Which either means it was an extremely bad season or, ex- or like, not extremely good. Or it did a good job <laughs> setting up the coming season. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Cersei would die um, for sure. Probably Jamie but too. But presumably... Yeah, I mean, I feel like Daenerys and Jon are going to die just because I feel like they're going to end up in a conflict, like a quote-unquote like tragic conflict or whatever, but they're going to end up on opposite sides of an issue, which is like, who rules, I think, which is something that the, both the books and the show have at least been thinking about, like the because the, the system of monarchy is clearly just like not working out for the peasantry. And right. they're, they're establishing, was it the seven... The seven, the, the like the the mil, the religious movement that um oh the faith Cersei, of the seven like, was that faith of the seven faith of the seven yeah, yeah so the they, they established faith that militant. like military yeah. populist movement um John's whole thing is like the north belongs to the north like basically like we're an independent nation sovereign nation don't fuck with us um and Daenerys is basically like hey like I'm the rightful ruler and I have dragons so therefore like whatever like i don't care about i don't care about it like i care about justice but like in a very abstract sense like i'm not really thinking about like supply chains or like distributions of wealth or whatever i'm just like no slavery uh next question yes it's like but what about all the stuff that slave was like no more slavery next question yep well um, and there 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 is no slavery in westeros so right, right. Not but really this, sure this what is her, her approach. Her justification is there, but um, <laughs> yeah. But so you just brought up like several sort of ticking time bombs um, mm-hmm. that have to go off next season. So one major one, John's parentage. This is going to be mm-hmm. huge. There are people who think that like episode one, John and Daenerys get married. Episode two, she's pregnant. Episode three, they kill the Night King. Episode four, wedding. Or, like, they already had a wedding. Holy shit. That is, like, a um, Disney Lifetime original series movie imagining of the last season. What's going to happen, I'm pretty sure, is... Okay, so John's parentage is going to be a huge, huge issue. Because he has the better claim to the throne. The only thing Mm -hmm. Daenerys wants at this point... Like, the only thing she's convinced will make her happy. Um, John has the better claim. So yeah. that's a problem. The thing that she has sacrificed everything for. It's also a problem because if John is a Targaryen, the North has very little reason to follow him. Um, mm-hmm. They are not going to be okay with that. Um, so the sort of, like, issues that we saw happening in the last season of... Um, you know, them them sort of doubting John or, like, wanting to crown Sansa instead. Like, that's all going to happen again. I can't believe that John's going to die again in the last season and come back again. He'll just, like, have, like, 400 stab wounds in the I back actually don't him. think John's going to die, but <laughs> I, under- I understand why it feels that way. Or I understand, mm-hmm. I understand believing it. Um, and then, oh, you mentioned the supply chain. That's the other thing. Daenerys burned a bunch of food right before mm-hmm. winter. And now she's bringing huge numbers of troops to the north, expecting them to get fed, presumably, but by the it's north. It's also kind of like, here's the thing where, like, it's it depends on how much you want to extend to the showrunners. Because the showrunners also had this nonsense chronology for how people were making across the continent of Westeros. 
It's true. Right. So like logistically, yes, like that's a big issue. And I hope that they pull on the fact like we have this big war and everyone's like, wait, but we're just going to fucking starve. Like we don't care about the Night King. We don't have food. Um, I just think versus like, like the fact that oh, yeah, they they're all eating. Spe- specify that it was food that got burnt. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we have scenes um, of Sansa specifically talking about trying to make sure everybody stays fed in the winter tells me that that's, mm-hmm. like, on the writers' minds. So okay. I feel like it has... I don't... I, I think it should come up. It's not... Mm-hmm. I guess it's not definite the way, like, John's parentage is definite, but I think it'll come up. Um, yeah. So so those are just, like, a few ticking time bombs. But you you have death predictions, right? Like, um, I, I didn't mean to, like, pull pull away. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Because I want to know who you think will die. So I'm, I'm really unsure. Um... I know Cersei will die, so I'm 100% on that uh-huh. one. Cersei's dead, for sure. <laughs> um, I think it's entirely possible all of the Lannisters will die, if mm-hmm. any of them... Tyrion included? Tyrion included. Um, more and more, I wonder if Daenerys is going to kill Tyrion. Um, mm-hmm. I think if any of the Lannisters live... <sighs> Maybe Tyrion, but I also could see a case being made for Jaime. I've seen people theorizing about Jaime as the um, uh, thousandth um, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, which I kind of like as a uh-huh. um, sort of a fitting end for him. So John, John, Ab- so John's no longer, yeah, right. John's no longer the c- in command of Night's no, Watch. No, so currently Ed his... is Dolores. Ed is currently in charge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but one, he was never elected to the position, and two, he might be dead um, because the wall <sighs> did just fall. <laughs> God damn, Dollars Ed, the best character. He really is. He's so good. Um, he's so funny in the books. Um, so yeah, they'll definitely die. I'm sure there'll be a few deaths that are like just meant to like hurt us by killing like innocent faves. So like. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think Grey Worm or Missandei might die. I don't want either of them to. They deserve to be happy. But, yeah. but I think they would be an easy one to kill and make people sad about. Um, Is Bran going to survive? I don't know. So I don't. I I don't see both Bran and Arya surviving. Uh huh. So I think one of them will die. But I wouldn't. You're hoping put it's Bran. On which if it's one? Between those I mean, two. yes. But it also kind of depends how they die. And, like, um, yeah. I've seen people speculate that Gendry might die. Again, he's a mm-hmm. well-liked character um, who... Th- there are reasons why people might want him dead, including Daenerys. Um, uh-huh. Since he's the, he the bastard of... claim to the throne. Yeah, I mean, he's the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. So he mm. has a claim of some variety and is the son of the usurper. Um, <laughs> right. So those are all possibilities. I feel, and I know I'm biased, but I do feel really confident that Sansa's going to live. Um, uh-huh. She's the only person who has been shown to be capable of like um, the sort of organizational and leadership skills that are necessary to <laughs> keep people alive following a war. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, I I also think like so biased. Her entire plot has been 
basically teaching her how to be a good ruler. So if she doesn't end up being a ruler, then I'm not sure what the purpose of all that was. Right. Um, it's kind of like, what was the whole point of right. that? Um, like, that's, that is what her character arc has been. Like, it just is. Mm-hmm. Um, John, the reason I am not sure, I think there's... It's fair to say that when you come back from the dead... It does feel a it's, bit like a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, and, like, you have to pay for that eventually. Right. On the other hand, I'm not sure what the purpose of his death would have been. Um, uh-huh. I mean, like, I guess it could be to just, like, you know, harden him to make him ready to, like, fight. Um, but I just think there are other ways to get him out of his nice watch out. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it it is really funny in the Game of Thrones is like how little fervor that his death and res- subsequent resurrection causes. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's, don't it's even basically a running joke. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is I think there's also a lot of evidence that shows that one of John's main parts of his arc has been learning how to rule people well. Um, so mm-hmm. again, it would strike me as strange if he doesn't end up ruling people. Um, right. I mean, well, for John specifically, I think part of his arc has been kind of not even showing that he, know, like, learning how to rule well. It's just sort of like him learning how to abdicate his responsibility to his sister, Sansa, and, like, be chill with it. Like, how he's, like, not going to insist on uh, these, like, rules of secession. Well, there's that. But I mean, I also think like he he is like he has learned to be a good leader. But what's mm-hmm. important, he doesn't want to like, <laughs> like he doesn't want power. He doesn't want to be in charge of people, but he's good at it in the sense that people follow him. People mm-hmm. believe in him, but also because I think he's very fair minded. He doesn't see himself as above his people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think what I really liked about a lot of his and Sansa's arguments in season seven was that they were both right. Like they mm-hmm. both were perfectly reason, had reasonable positions and uh, it, it, it wasn't that either one of them was like a terrible leader and the other one was an idiot for not just believing the other one was completely right. Like they both had completely fair positions. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know how I think all this should be resolved. <laughs> which is, <laughs> That's right. Hey, isn't it convenient that John is actually Sansa's cousin and that they're both such great rulers? Maybe they can marry, continue the oh Stark line, <laughs> the only family that matters, and um, you know, rule the North or Westeros together. Um mm-hmm. that to me is the ideal ending. Do I think it will happen? Eh, like 50-50 at this point. <laughs> so one of the things that we discussed in the books was that um, Game of Thrones is kind of has hammered home that like the War of the Seven Swords and the War of like the Four Queens is that it's just like people getting caught up in titles when um, the Night King is coming mm-hmm. and also in in light of that also just like after fighting like there will be no more food there's mm-hmm. there's still not enough food like maybe Westeros just like is wiped out. Um, I mean, in the sense of, like, do you think that is a possibility? I don't. I don't think that's a bittersweet ending. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Um, I think, I think, I, I mean, the last book we know is supposed to be called A Dream of Spring. That's too hopeful mm-hmm. um, for everyone in Westeros gets wiped out. Um, yeah. I think, I think really bad things will happen. I think there'll be a considerable destruction. Um, I think it's reasonable to guess that Winterfell may be destroyed. King's Landing probably will be destroyed. That's my other theory. Um, mm-hmm. Like That seems reasonable. I, like, like, I mean... Sorry, Daenerys is going to fly south. She is going to fly to King's Landing. She is going to burn it. And wildfire is going to explode. I mean, I think King's Landing is also, if we're talking about the the ethos of the show as like like a struggling towards a more egalitarian form of society, um, King's Landing has to be destroyed at some point as like a symbol and nexus of corrupt power. Um, Both like, Literally, in the sense of like wildfire and like all the weird shit that Mad King Rhaegar did, Eris, Eris did, and also like, also kind of literally again, like politically with like Cersei and whatever she is getting up to. Right. I mean, I think um, that's right, but I also think it's like worth remembering, also that what that means is probably a lot, a lot of peasants will die. Oh, for sure. So, oh, for sure. Um. um you know, I think like the de- the destruction of King's Landing feels inevitable, but it also feels like we have to recognize it as a tragedy. Um, I mean, and to me, it's what will prove that. All right, I'm just gonna say, it. <laughs> Daenerys shouldn't be queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I mean, I mean, okay, I I mean, I'm in your side. Like, I'm I'm in your side of like, I agree that Daenerys. Look has not exhibited the same kind of growth that we can say John and Sansa has had on screen. Um, Daenerys' act has been, like, burning these two people alive for, I don't know, not not kneeling. Um, And the thing about Daenerys, I was team Daenerys. I was like, yeah, Daenerys is going to come. Like, this is season six. I was like, Daenerys is going to come. She figured shit out in Marine. I kind of hand-waved how she figured it out, but she figured it out. Um, she's uh-huh. gonna come to Westeros. She's gonna fight the Night King. It's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna see like, wow, she's such a great leader. She cares about the people. She's gonna be mm-hmm. the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, but the North is gonna stay independent, and Sansa's gonna rule the North. That's how it's gonna be. Like, this was what I wanted. And then season seven aired, and Daenerys really had no justification for her desire to rule Westeros. Mm -hmm. And it just became abundantly clear that she had no justification. Um, And I think this is is kind of in the books, too, is that um, it's brought up that kind of, like, you kind of have a kingdom. Like, you kind of, like, have a really solid claim to, like, liberate all of Essos. Um, you have like a state, an, a base of power. You right, have like your dragons. She has all you of don't Slaver's have to deal with like, like transportation. Was that... She has all of Slaver's Bay at this point. I yeah, mean, and, the... um, and it's like, well, in the fundamental, and, and people are like, "Why are you going to Westeros?" And she's like, "Oh, it's my birthright." Like, right? All right, because she's not happy. This is to me. This is the fundamental tragedy of Daenerys for me, because I do mm-hmm. think I think she's a tragic character. I think Daenerys. Daenerys had no desire to go to Westeros when she was first introduced as a character. Mm-hmm. That was not something she wanted. That was something her brother wanted. But 
the thing about Daenerys is she never had family. She never had good family. She had Viserys, who's a piece of shit. Um, right. She she never had a real home. Um, she was sold at a very young age to a warlord and became his bride and got mm-hmm. pregnant and then lost her baby. Um, and so and then she became so she she gained power slowly becoming a Khaleesi, like, right, she gains this this power mm-hmm. um, that's entirely premised on being the leader of a people who conquer. Like, the Dirthraki are a deeply racist stereotype. They're also the worst. <laughs> like, um, right. like they, all they do is conquer. They rape and they conquer. That's, like, mm-hmm. that is what they do. Um, and that was what her power hinged on. Then she hit a low point. Khal Drogo dies, her baby dies, and then her dragons are born. And she becomes Mm -hmm. the most powerful woman in the world. But at no point did she learn how to how to wield power. Right? Mm -hmm. So all that happened was she went from seeing the only way of having any power in the world is being a Khaleesi and then having three dragons to help her. invade and conquer right realize that um, yeah. and like yeah she thinks rape is bad good but <laughs> but she still is willing to um condone imperial like yeah, this like I mean, imperial it's, it's expansion imp- imperial expansion and the thing is like the th- she has such good intentions like wanting to end slavery that's great like yes pro ending slavery but at a certain point she's People are selling themselves back into slavery because she has mm-hmm. no plan. She has no mm-hmm. economic system. She doesn't know anything. She's not like I'm not trying to be mean, but like she's not educated. <laughs> she's not been educated mm-hmm. in how to rule a kingdom um, or a yeah. great city, right? Um, yeah, like the whole like how does how do these interlocking economics economic systems work? Like how do you fix injustice on a systemic and not like on a systemic level and not just a localized level. Right. And then she, you know, she recognizes that her dragons are a threat. She locks them up. Great. You know, Drogon ate a child. Mm -hmm. Good. They probably should be locked up. But then she makes the decision that that's not worth it, that her dragons being free and her having access to that power is more important than the safety of her people Mm -hmm. that she is supposed to be, you know, a mother to. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But I think, like, all of this stuff, like, the the feeling like she's, the like, getting called mother and being the mother of dragons and um, having people, like, love her and worship her and feeling righteous and feeling like she's doing good, um, I think that all just makes her, you know, it fills up her emptiness. Um, yeah. But, like, it's never enough. And I think, you know, her wanting to go to Westeros is because now she's decided Westeros is her home. Like, this is, she says this. She's like, Westeros is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, when she lands at Dragonstone, she's like, this is, you know, this is my home. Why doesn't it feel like home? Um, mm. And it's like, because it wasn't. It was never home. You were born on Dragonstone, but you didn't, like, there's no. Throw up Right, there. yeah. It's, it's not, like, it's not your home. And this sort of assumption she has that, okay, I'll feel like home in Westeros. I'll make it my home. I will take it and make it mine. Um it just doesn't it doesn't work like that and it's like it is sad mm-hmm. like it's sad that you know she hasn't like god if she had grown up with any in any other situation <laughs> well not maybe not any other situation probably 
not in among the Targaryens generally. They weren't that great. But, um, you know, like, if she had grown up the way Jon had grown up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, then she would... She would be good like John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like Yikes. so simplistic. Yikes, it's all coming but, out. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just, no, I look think... at their different styles of rulership. Like, like mm-hmm. John seats himself on level with his people. He hears them out. He doesn't want power. He is like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't choose this. Um, when people mm-hmm. are like worried about what title he should be called, he's like, it doesn't matter. Um, mm. He's like, oh, call me Mr. President. <laughs> Meanwhile, it takes Daenerys like five minutes to get introduced. <laughs> and she sits imperiously above everyone and is like, kneel or die. She's, and this is explicitly like brought into focus when like, you know, Jorah's like, oh, this is not Jorah, whatever. Tyrion? John's Davos. Davos oh, is like, uh, this is John. He's, um, he's king of the north. He's king of the north. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's a really cogent, like, so So what you're looking, so basically, like, what you're hoping from the final season, slash maybe the books, let's just talk about TV, yeah. is that they they follow through on these threads, basically, of, like, power-wielded, unknowing, like, you know, this, this power directed in a bad way, or, like, Daenerys not, know, like, getting power, but not understanding why she wanted that power. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, wanting power is frowned upon in the books um i think <laughs> those who seek power are the least deserving of it it's sort of like a mm-hmm. lesson from it um mm-hmm. and we haven't until recently like i don't think it's occurred to us that that's what daenerys is doing that she's just seeking power but it is like that is what she's doing um and i think that's different from you know having power taking responsibility for people wanting to you know go home or wanting to mm-hmm. um, be safe. You know, I think there are certain degrees, you know, because I think people people like to sort of characterize Sansa as a really ambitious, power-hungry character um, because, you know, when she was 11, she was like, oh, I want to be a princess. <laughs> and <laughs> God, what a bitch. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> I get testy. Um, but, like, <laughs> Sansa's entire, again, like, she's been learning how to rule, and when mm-hmm. she ultimately wants to have power, she wants to have power of her own home. She doesn't ask, like, she she doesn't demand that she's called queen, right? She could have. Mm-hmm. Like, there's every reason. She could have been like, I should fucking be the queen. I don't know why the hell you king, you named John. Like, he didn't win the Battle yeah. of the Bastards. Also, he's a bastard. Anyway. Um, yeah, right. Like, she, she could have done that. She, she, when Bran returns... She offers him her title. She's Lady of Winterfell, right? She Uh says, you're Lord of Winterfell now. That means she's offering her own title to him. He doesn't accept it. Like, Sansa doesn't care about power, like, for power's sake. Mm -hmm. She just cares about being in a position where she can be safe and take care of the people she cares about. Right. Exercising that power responsibly. Um, So... I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, so I think, like, I I think the lesson has to be at the end, like, that when you start seeking power, like, that's when you should least have it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I do, I do hope that that's where the the last season goes. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to see Daenerys have some, like, horrible, gruesome ending, but I don't want her to be 
queen. I don't want her dragons to survive. Right. We haven't even talked about dragons. Basically, let's just... Hashtag not my president. Dragons, uh, in various interviews, George R. R. Martin has likened the dragons to nuclear weapons. They should not exist in the world of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, they shouldn't. They're bad. Well, we should do an episode on dragons. On yeah, dragons, that's a good actually. idea. Like, we, we don't have a... a <laughs> and it can be our, our Game of Thrones episode part yeah. two. Um, um, so yeah, th- that, th- those are my hopes for the final season. I have a few other things. Like, um, I really want to see Cersei and Sansa um, meet again. I think that mm-hmm. um, people have underestimated the degree to which Sansa has been positioned as Cersei's rival from the beginning. And I think it would be really cool to see them kind of go head to head. Um I would like to see some kind of reasonable explanation for John's behavior in the past season, which I find quite inexplicable. Um, mm-hmm. I I like the theory that he's not actually in love with Daenerys and that he's sort of just like, you do what you got to do to like get her to like you and fake it to, till you yeah, make it. Yeah, like you just you do what you have to do to get her to like give her your dragons because. <laughs> Right, like, you, you just need that signature. Yeah. Um, so if that means you're like, okay, whatever, let's have sex, then I guess we're having it. sex, but, like, no fun stuff. It didn't look like they were doing much fun stuff, I will tell you. Nothing says romance, like having your little brother narrating the death of your mother over your, and your, and the fact that you're related over your sex scene. Um, <laughs> right. So... Yeah, that I would I would like to see some kind of explanation for that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's those are kind of my my main things. I think I'd love it. You know, I would love it if Johnza ended up being canon, like John and Sansa. Like I think they make so much sense as a couple and have the right amount of sort of like uncomfortableness to be acceptable for Game of Thrones because you know God knows he can't just like. Love your grit? No, not that. I mean, your grit's dead. What you... Oh, okay. No, I mean, like, I feel like if, if you're going to have any sort of, like, endgame couple, it can't be something super obvious. Um, mm-hmm. So I like, you know, the, the twist would be satisfactory, I think. Um, and it's always worth remembering <laughs> that in his original outline for the books, he actually planned a tormented, incestuous, well, pseudo-incestuous uh, love Aria, story between John, John and Arya. But this was before he had invented the character of Sansa, so. Which is, I mean, and, you know, this is unrelated, but I I don't have a lot of, I think what my hopes are mostly in line with yours, um, except I hope that they hammer home, like, the, the pursuit of power more strongly, like, the corrupting influence of power, etc. Yeah. But I'm also really interested in how, um, whether the show will respond to Trump's presidency, like... <laughs> I feel like, sorry, this is, I, I'm a, I have a one-track mind. Um, but what I'm finding is interesting in a lot of other shows is how they have incorporated the rise of Trump, like BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. or The Good Place or whatever, like, or the Veep, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of TV shows that rely on, basically, like, Trump's presidency has poisoned the brains of everyone in America. Mm-hmm. And that brain poison leaks out in various different yeah. ways, explicit or unex- not explicit. And it will be interesting to see if any of that comes out um, in the last season or in the books. I think it, um, well, maybe, maybe in the books. I think it will definitely depend on how much people are willing to 
recognize Daenerys's flaws. And I think people are very much not wanting to do that. Um, or the people who mm-hmm. are like horrible sexists who just want to be like, Ugh, Daenerys is like stupid bitch. You know, who should be the ruler Viserys. He was so cool. Um, oh my god. Well, yeah, that's that's just like beyond yes, incorrect. It's a terrible opinion. Um, so, but yeah, I think like, I think like again, like I have feelings about like romantic pairings and stuff because that's who I am as a person. But like, I just <laughs> want the show to be like thematically and. Um, and, like, in terms of character and all of that, like, coherent and satisfying. You just want the show to be yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, and the show's not good. It's like... <laughs> there are times <laughs> when it's not been good, but I... In part, just because at least it'll tell me, like, what the overall shape of the book series is as well. Um, because I do mm-hmm. think we'll get something eventually. I don't know if it'll be by George R. R. Martin or by George R. R. Martin and a ghostwriter or by... By, by his ghost. <laughs> yeah. Literal ghost. Um, but I think we will get something eventually, and I would I would be pretty happy if I liked sort of the overall shape of the show um, or mm-hmm. so that I know I would sort of like the overall shape of the books as well. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. But cool. Yeah. So um, we can we can stop talking about Game of Thrones now um, for now. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do another episode once the season's over. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but, yeah, and I don't know if I ever I said it explicitly, we... by the way, but Sansa's my favorite character. She's the best. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> I think I think what we could do is we could also split up these Game of Thrones into um, topics similar to the way we do general tropes, um, just because I think we got a lot of stuff out of Daenerys specifically. Yeah. Um, and what it means to rule, and, like, hopefully in a sense that it wouldn't be useless to our readers who don't like or read Game of Thrones yeah. because it will still be specific examples in a broader context yeah. but um, I think we could, to- I could totally case, do an episode on like queens so yeah. much feeling about queens um, um, yes, yes queen, queen. Um, alright <laughs> so yeah let's no more Game of Thrones for now um, thank you for indulging me and letting us do this episode Alice uh, I'm, no problem I'm in the midst of uh, I just finished finals and um, I have my big sort of exam that I have to take as a PhD student, um, my qualifying exam in January, early January. So my brain's a little all over the place right now. Sicily. But luckily, I have Game of Thrones in there all the time, so it's really easy to access. <laughs> so as soon as soon, I mean, I mean, as soon as um, depending on what the last episode is, like Molly might just start learning like four languages because all of that Game of Thrones space will be like vacated. <laughs> And you will just like get psychic powers like Matilda. Boy, I hope so. I hope this uh, <laughs> all this space will be put you're to like, some use. You're like, finally, this is like actually good for yeah. something. <laughs> Game of Thrones has been good for yeah. something. There's a reason I just keep being like, free me, free me. <laughs> um, okay. All right. What have you been doing? Anything? Let's just like let's start wrapping yeah, up. I guess. Um, but have you been doing anything other than prelims? Yeah. And so I started watching um, this show called The Last Kingdom, which is oh, about right. um, sort of like early England. It's under the reign of King Alfred. Um, so this is like when England was a bunch of different kingdoms. Um, 
And it's about a a boy who is English, but then he gets kidnapped by Vikings, Danish Vikings, um, and raised with mm-hmm. them. But then his whole Danish Viking family dies. And so he, like, has to go back to his English life. But he's trying to get revenge at the same Sucks. time. He's, like, caught between two worlds. Um, and it's a lot of sort of, like, you know, old-timey politics and, um, yeah, like, feudal politics and... Uh, um, confused identities and complicated family lives and you know it was recommended to me by somebody who was like oh if you like game of thrones you'll probably like this and they were right it's not as good as game of thrones um and the characters are just like not as interesting the female characters i mean they're good female characters but they're just the main character is like the main character and it's mostly him and you're like okay whatever um Mm -hmm. but that's been fairly enjoyable um and then other than that i watched a couple bad christmas movies um watched the princess switch with vanessa hudgens it was real fun and then i watched um is that like prince and the pauper but with yeah the kind princess? of um and then i watched christmas calendar today which was about a two rival bakers um and then I, I watched another one. Oh, it was called How Sarah Got Her Wings, which was interesting. It was on it's on Netflix. And it's about Is Sarah an angel? So she or dies a pilot? And then in order to become an angel, because she's not on the list for heaven, so she has to do like a good act. So she gets sent back to Earth to like see her ex boyfriend. Um and she's like, oh, Okay, I'm supposed to like try and fix your life somehow. Um Wait, but things in, go... in this cosmology, like, everyone in heaven is yeah. an angel? Huh, okay. Um, it was it was kind of fun, though. I, I laughed out loud a few times. Uh, it was not quite what I expected. So if you're looking for something, I, I recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, I don't think... I don't think I've got anything. Yeah. How about you? I've been, um... Yeah, I mean, I've I've just been it's been holidays, uh, not doing too much, playing Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Brawl Ultimate, um, the the new fun game. I've also been trying out Subnautica, which is like, you crash land on a water planet, so it's like a lot of like gorgeous coral reefs and like kelp, kelp jungles and stuff, and then you're just like trying to survive, um, until you're rescued, presumably somehow. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Castaway, um, but that's also been really fun. Cool. But yeah, that's it. And I think um, Tournament of Books, which is a event where you try to like j- make a bracket of like eighteen books, is coming up um, by hosted by a friend. So I might try to start that. But I've been really busy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try. I'll read a few. Um, the the list looks. I mean, what's nice about the list of books is that traditionally they're both contemporary, and they try to prioritize um, non Western and non-white authors. Uh, so you have... Or non-Western and non-male mm. authors. So you have a lot of stuff from um, the viewpoints, non... From different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to dip into that just to be able to say that, like, I'm a learned individual. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. I have not read a real book in so long. What are real books? <laughs> I don't know. A novel. <sighs> Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Thanks for sticking well, with us. it's my dinner time, so... 
thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Um, and Merry Christmas or whatever holidays you celebrate. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us for um, so long now. Like a full over, over a, year. a year, I guess. Um, That's yeah, ridiculous. so we'll we'll see you in 2019. And um, yeah, let's hope it's hope a, good a good one. one. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Molly Jean, the M O L L Y J E A N N E. I'm at Alonculus A L O N K U L O U S. Feel free to always send us ideas or topics you'd love to hear discussed. Um, that would be mm-hmm. great. If you want to come talk to me about my Game of Thrones uh, feelings, please feel free. Um, <laughs> unless you really just want to yell at me about Daenerys, because people have already done that to me enough. Um, yeah, that's not... You, you'll pro- she's probably heard um, it already. I have, already. trust me. Um, yeah, okay. So, that it? That's that's it. Thanks. Yep. Again, thanks, thanks for listening and stay hungry. Wow.